This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video games, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Blackham Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Blackham. Hey everybody, this is Aaron Tile. I'm the host of Stupid Movie Tuesday and Aaron Explains the Universe. And you're listening to The Elijah Bailey Show. Thanks for downloading The Elijah Bailey Show from iTunes or BlackStudios.com. And here's a word from some of the folks that make it possible for you to hear this show for free every Thursday. Providing bankruptcy services throughout the state of Oklahoma, Bowler & Associates is a bankruptcy law firm based in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Their mission is to relieve you from threat of debt collectors, garnishments, repossessions, tax levies, foreclosures, and much more. Backed by more than 20 years of experience in the legal field, they excel in finding the quickest, most effective, and most affordable solution to all your legal and financial troubles. You can find them at Bowler Law on Facebook and also visit the website at www.bowlerlawfirm.com. Reach them at 405-733-3000. Email them at bankruptcy at bowlerandassociates.com. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, thank you guys. And a three, two, one, and welcome to a version of the Elijah Bailey Show. This is the Bailey Bugle, the 252nd show. Uh, I know we got off track last week. It was a snowstorm, all that bullshit. Uh, Cox can't do shit about anything. So it took us a minute to get back up. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying some of the gameplay that you've seen. Stardew Valley has been the shit for me. Um, but if you are new to the show, uh, we have segments. We have uh, different uh, variety to the show each and every week. First week of every month is comics. Second week is anime. Third week is video games. Fourth week is our Bailey Bugle. Of course, we missed our video game week, so I'm going to include video game news in this week's topics, and we're going to hit the video game releases for February next. Uh, I have some uh, some exciting things I want to throw in because I have been reading a lot of manga, playing a lot of video games. We're going to talk about uh, some of the things I've been seeing and some of the stuff I've been watching, and I'm going to get a designated WandaVision day. I think it's just going to be our comic day because um, WandaVision is so fucking good i have uh, agatha all along as my ringtone so uh let's go ahead and dive into the show uh as always thank you t-pain and the pizzle pack that's where we get our music from uh for the majority of the time just because because i'm lazy that's all it is i'm just lazy that is the only thing that you can guarantee is a fact that i'm lazy when it comes to uh, the music just because there's a thing that I got to do and I don't want to do it and uh, I don't want to go into it but let's get into the show uh, let's dive right into it because I want to hit things kind of fast this is also a bugle this is a bugle Bailey show you know combination so February video game releases on February 10th doors of insanity dropped on PC the Outer Worlds, uh, Peril of Gorgon DLC dropped on the Switch on February 10th as well. Uh, Death Crown dropped on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch February 11th, as well as Little Nightmares 2 P on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And now, uh, I don't think Jessica ever streamed it 
on the uh, Edge Gaming page on Facebook. So if you guys aren't following, you can just put at uh, EJB Gaming and it'll take you straight to the page. So I'm going to do a run through Little Nightmares and then go ahead and pick this up and do Little Nightmares too because the game uh, was real interesting. And I saw the ending of the first one. I was like, damn, that's that's just crazy. Uh, next we have... Was that Gal Gun returns on PC, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Switch? This drops February twelfth. Uh, we also had Rover Wars dropped on Xbox One February twelfth. Then Super Mario Three D World plus Bowser's Fury for the Switch uh, February twelfth. Why didn't I? I've I've been on games lately. If I'd have known that, I would have picked that up. It said pre-order for Super Mario World, uh, 3D World, but again, this dropped on February 12th, so if you... Today's the 22nd. It's, it's, it's already passed, so you can go ahead and pick it up. Uh, next, we had on February 17th, 30XX. Then we had... Uh, and that looked kind of interesting, too. That dropped on the PC. King of Seas dropped on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on February 18th. Uh, the protagonist EX-1 dropped on PC February 18th. Ultimate uh, Adam Caverns of Chaos dropped on PC February 18th as well. Persona 5 Strikers dropped for PC, PS4, and Switch. Uh, that's coming out tomorrow if you're watching the show live here. And if you ever want to watch the show, all you have to do is go to twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000. Again, that's twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000. For those of you that are listening, that way you can watch the show live on Sundays at 4.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, let's get back to it. What did I say last? Persona 5 Strikers for PC, PS4, Switch. That'll come out tomorrow, February 23rd. Uh, as well as Rogue Heroes, Ruins of Ta what was that, Tassos uh, for PC and Switch. And then uh, on February 25th, we have Code Realize. Wintertide Miracles comes out for the Switch. Uh, Ghost and Goblins Resurrection also comes out on the Switch on February 25th. Uh, we also have Hellpoint for the Switch. And on February 26th, we have Braverly Default 2. Then we have Hot Brass coming out on the PC for February 26th, followed by Capcom Arcade Stadium on the Switch. That is to be announced, but it's coming out sometime the 26th and after. <laughs> Not too many days left in February. And then also to be announced in February coming out for PC is Century Age of Ashes. So if you guys have not picked up any of those titles i encourage you to go out and pick them up and pre-order the ones that are coming out after today's show as you watch live <clears throat> now as you know each and every episode we have a character that we a black character or a character of color that we uh hold up in the spotlight and we talk about and give a little character breakdown and today is no different and since this was supposed to be the comics episode we're going to do raven from tekken we're going to pull a com a uh, video game classic and i said comics episode the video game episode a uh, video game classic now raven when raven came out i did not like him because he was hard to uh to, to work with just like uh lay wulong in the beginning but you have to you know just like anybody else you have to go through the codes you have to smash through the buttons take the l's get the wins to actually understand the character so raven is an international intelligence agent uh, who sports a distinctive X-shaped scar across his face. He enters the fifth tournament to seek out those responsible for the event and witness an attack 
on Hanmaru by G Corporation's Jack Four uh, foot soldiers while on a mission to look into the company of uh, Mishima Zabutsa. Uh, as the conglomerates are uh, warring with each other, Raven fights Heihachi after the tournament but leaves in the middle of the battle to return to the headquarters. Raven was then sent to investigate uh the Mishima once again via the six tournament. Raven is featured uh, character in Tekken Six uh, scenario campaign in the story, and he's really evolved as a character because now I feel like in the beginning you had, I think my favorite character was Law because way back in Tekken, way back in the Pixel Pixel Tekken, the move that you, the grab move that you always want to do is where a lot put the foot up and ran up and then smash down and roll off the opponent. That was like, that was the shit in that game. As, as it went on, you had different characters. Uh, law and Paul always go together. My, my cousin Josh play with Paul. I would play with law. Um, Eddie Gordo was a button master until you went through the combos, just like Lei Wulong. And then you could just sidestep and go through crane style, tiger, dragon, and you go through each one of those, those styles. You just had to figure out the character and Raven is a good, for me, a good mid range and even long range character, because if you're coming in, you can vanish back and come in from up high with a downward flying sidekick and do shit like that. And he has good, uh, Good grab combinations, kind of like, um, uh, what's her name? Julia did back in the day, but she took her place, and she does a keto. Fuck, I need to get back into it. Anybody that wants to play Tekken 7, just hit me and Monica up, because Monica has challenged me, because she used to do Tekken tournaments. Uh, and if you don't know Monica, it's Nikki Robinson, who is my co-host on A Little Bit of Anime or I'm her co-host on a little bit of anime. We're always down to play Tekken 7, so I'm down to uh to drop back in. I'm not buying any of the new DLC that shit's too expensive, but Raven is our character for this episode, so let's show him some respect as the only one of the only black ninja. Uh now what they have the black what is he? He's Jamaican and he's got white hair and his name is like Leroy Jenkins or some shit like he comes from Chicago too, doesn't he? Is he like an ex pimp? I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, let's just keep it moving. This is the bugle. We don't need to have all these stops. Now, uh, there will be some surprises uh, for those that are listening for the final product and for those that go to patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show. That's where you get all versions of the show uh, with uh, ads, no ads. Um, you get the, the bloopers, the full. Full show, everything that fucks up and, and beyond. So if you want to go there, you can do that uh, show and drop a little coin to get a little bit extra of the behind the scenes. But let's dive into the news. This one, Claptrap. Did I have... Oh, no. That's, we're going to... Yeah, let's do it. I think it's still up. I had a video up for Clap. Yeah, 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 it is. Hang on one. Bear with me because, uh, as you guys know, there's a live action Borderland coming, and uh, we actually have a voice for Claptrap. So let me go ahead and pull up. Boom. This video. So uh, Jack Black will play Claptrap in the Borderlands movie, joining Kate uh, Ban. 
Banshit? I thought it was Blanchett. Uh, Kevin Hart and Jamie Lee Curtis. Jack Black is the latest big name to join the cast of the Borderlands movie. He will play Claptrap in the film, and he be uh, becomes the uh, latest big-time Hollywood actor to have uh, the role for the project. Now, I thought this was interesting. Um, I'm excited to reunite with Jack, this time uh, in the recording booth, Ross said. And as you guys know, the movie is directed by Eli Roth, and the script is by Craig Mazin. And uh, he continues, Claptrap is the funniest character in the game, and Jack is perfect uh, to bring him to the big screen. Uh, it's rumored that Claptrap, who is a robot, will be a CG character with uh, Black providing the voice of the character instead of performing him in live action. And, uh, you know, I don't mind. He always, Jack Black has an unforgettable voice, whether it's live action or not. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm a big Tenacious D fan. So um, let's see. Liongate President uh, Nathan, Ka- uh, was that Kane? Nathan Kay said in a statement that casting Black for Claptrap was one of the biggest no-brainer casting decisions ever made. Uh, we couldn't we couldn't have been more in sync with our filmmakers and cast executives as we approached this role, Kay said. Everyone who's ever played the game knows that Jack is perfect for the part. We're thrilled to have him on the team. He will add uh, his endless comic energy and voice to our film. He'll bring us so much. Uh, he'll bring so much fun to the film. So again, they're trying to make this thing one of the best comic book films and more power to them. Cause if you go to, or if you have Hulu right now, uh, you can watch Sonic for free. Uh, well, it's not for free, but, uh, you do have to pay for the shit. Go ahead and just do that Disney bundle. And that makes it so much worth it. Uh, I watched Sonic the other night and I think it's a solid video game film. I, I'd never go back to Mario bros. I've seen it when I was younger. I probably watched it four or five times because i'm like oh man mario bros is on oh it's a movie as i got older i didn't want to go back to it because i remember they were playing it at school just because it was like raining or some shit and all of a sudden i just look up and it's just john linquizamo and i just see him as luigi and then i look and you see what's supposed to be uh a warped disfigured live reptar bar that's melted I just couldn't get it out of my head, so I've never gone back to that. But I do feel Sonic, even it played with a lot of stuff from from different versions, and I like that. And I like the fact that they gave the cliffhanger that there's Tails, and then now we have Jason Momoa has been cast as um, Knuckles. So all my favorite characters from my, one of my favorite games, everybody had Sonic. Everybody had Sonic. Everybody had Mario Bros. Is one thing that you go to school, you could talk to your friends about. Everybody try to beat each other's level. Like if you got together with your friends for a party, everybody would go, all the boys would go to the other boys' room, whoever had the system, and start playing video games. Like, boys, come out of there. You guys can't be in there. You got to you know come out here and talk to everybody. And it's like, no, we just want to play video games. So... Uh, I'm excited for it. Let's go. Uh, oh, this is what I wanted to start with. Just because I'm a big fan of the show. The show uh, was very hilarious. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was, and I waited a long time to watch it. But as I tried to start saying, Harley Quinn. Now, if you have not seen Harley Quinn, it was on the DC Universe <clears throat> for two seasons. Now it's on HBO Max. And it has been confirmed that Harley Quinn uh, season three begins recording new episodes for HBO. Excuse me. 
Uh, back in September, it was confirmed that the animated, uh, animated Harley Quinn series for the DC Universe would jump over to Warner Media's HBO Max and would be renewed for a third season. In the time since then, there have been few uh, updates, but now co-show runners Patrick uh, Schumacher uh, has uh, taken to Twitter to confirm uh, that work has begun on the new episodes. So he says in a tweet, today we started recording at uh, DC Harley Quinn season three um, at Bader uh, Diedrich. So Diedrich Bader is back as Batman. Jim Rash is back as the Riddler. And Chris Millian is back as Commissioner Gordon. We're back. Huge thanks to HBO Max for picking us up. Uh, They have been phenomenal partners uh, on us. So we got this season three coming. And we have some of our favorite characters back reprising some of our favorite roles. And I think... Out of all of the Batman voices, Kevin Conroy is always going to be a, a, a favorite. You know, he's he's the Batman I hear as I read. But Diedrich Bader is a solid next. And I never thought Jeff Rowe, um Hillbilly would be the Batman that I want to hear because he was just amazing in uh, The Brave and the Bold. Uh, let's go on to the next piece of news. And this has been a hot topic everywhere just because everybody loves tall women. Why not? Lady, and I hope I'm saying this right, Dimitri, Jim, let me, where, where's her name? God damn it, I thought I could remember it and just roll it off the tongue. Uh, Lady Dimitrescu. So Resident Evil's Village's Lady Dimitrescu was based on Morticia Adams and other wicked women, a serial killer slash noble woman, a Japanese urban legend, and the Adams family matriarch were all influences for the Resident Evil villain. In an interview with IGN, Resident Evil uh, Village art director Tomo Naro Takano elaborated on how the design for Lady Dimitrescu came to be. Uh, the team started with the concept of the bewitching vampire and went on to pull inspiration from several femme fatales, including uh, Angelica Hudson's Morticia Adams, Japanese urban legend, uh, Hashahaku Sama and 16th century Hungarian noblewoman slash serial killer Elizabeth, Elizabeth, uh, Bathory. Um, in the early stages of planning, we decided on going with a castle and vampires motif. Uh, Tamari told IGN. However, we did not want to constrain, be constrained by how vampires have been portrayed in, uh, the various forms of the popular entertainment. Uh, it's true that the internet's favorite big lady uh, doesn't really like your doesn't look like your traditional vampire babe, while her daughters certainly have a more Dracula esque uh, mistress vibe about them. But Lady Dimitriscu's aesthetics feel more like something out of the 1920s period film. Not to mention her uh, staggering size uh, definitely stands apart from the other vampires. And this is very interesting because. Um, Takano talked about this. He said the very first piece of uh, concept art I drew was the scene in the trailer where uh, Lady Dimitrescu ducks down to walk through the doorway. He said, from that moment, I knew I had to have that scene. And I really like the way that they play this character. I really like the aspect of her being this tall vampiris with an agenda. Uh, She's cold-blooded. She will stab you in the skull. But what is she doing with Ethan? Why is she talking to this this mistress, this madam, whoever the hell it is? And and what's going on? What is the ritual? What's the vibe? She's 
cool as hell. I feel like that's a great character vibe. I feel like it's a new twist, a new take. And it does have a, like right here, that is beautiful. It does just have a certain vibe to it. So I'm excited for it. Now, I have not played uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. I watched some gameplay. I have not played it yet. Uh, And I have an intention of playing this game at a certain point in time. I do not know when. Uh, You guys have watched me play Resident Evil 2, so I'm going to continue to go through the Resident Evil campaign, but I will jump on these soon. Uh, I'm trying to get some... You guys will see. You guys will see in the streams. Uh, What else do we got for news? I think there's one... Oh, yes. Halo. Halo Infinite has seemingly received development assistant from Gears of War Studios. So... It looks as though Halo Infinite might be uh, in development at more studios than just 343 Industries based on the account from a handful of employees that have worked at the Coalition, the studio that works at uh, on the Gears of War series. It looks as though some of the team has been assisting with work on the latest installment in the Halo series. Uh, noticed by Twitter user uh, Bogorad222, one developer by the name of Adam Bowden, who previously uh, worked at the Coalition until late 2020, has listed Halo Infinite as a credit on their LinkedIn profile. Uh, Bowden didn't mention specifics on the work uh, that he may have done on the game, but their history, their work history suggests that it could have been in relation to environment design. And they have an actual, he actually pulled it from LinkedIn, like uh, his profile and, and tweeted it out. So you can go look at that if you want. But I feel like, uh, you know, whatever helps. You, you need the help, get the help. Uh, while it may be easy to, uh, to write this off as being an accident of some sort, of another developer uh, profile has emerged with assets of the same thing. Um, Hugh... Uh, yeah, we don't really need to know the names. He's a uh, visual effects artist. He worked with the Coalition, also has Halo Infinite Mission on his resume. And it goes on to list one other one. Again, this uh, story came from comicbook.com. But, you know, my thing is all the inner studio help, all the inner studio assistance is not going to do anything but make the games better. And I feel like having that help and reaching out for it is the best thing that you could do. The same thing as taking a year off from, you know, just shitting out games of the same caliber year after year at the same time. Take that time. Take the assistance to make it something great. Like, I am just fascinated now just by going through God of War in 4K because I usually play it in here on the 65, and the 65 inches isn't 4K, but the 55 in the living room is 4K, and I really don't play in there for some odd reason. I watch a shit ton of movies. That's where we get the popcorn and we watch WandaVision at on Fridays. But the just looking at the graphics and the time it took to get to this one and know that there's another one coming and they're taking that time and they're using that prep I feel like that's something that is is always to be commended and something that needs to happen uh, more often now there is don't want to talk about this let me open this up because there was something else oh yeah now I didn't get any information on where to find this, but there was a story that uh, I pulled up from Kotaku 
is Xbox new FPS boost feature is the real deal. And it talks about, um, uh, what's his name? Zach. It talks about his personal experience. He says Microsoft has uh, released the FPS Boost, a new backwards compatibility feature for the Xbox Series X and S. FPS Boost will well boost the frame rate dramatically in specific older games uh, when you play them on the next-gen Xbox. But this is limited to uh, just a few titles such as Four Cry 4, uh, New Super Lucky's Tale, Sniper, 4, or Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. And then... You know, he continues to talk about how he did it. Now, when he did, I think, just go into settings, he switched it on. It didn't register because he was playing an, an older game and it looked exactly the same. Uh, what was he playing? Um, he might have been playing Sniper Elite uh, 4. Yeah, it was Sniper Elite Store. He said it felt sluggish and still clunky, so he turned off his system, went back in. Um, there's really no indicator once you turn on the fps boost but once he did it it actually turned back on and he said he appreciated seeing how the game looked beforehand because it ran a lot smoother and a lot faster uh still doesn't compare to you know the new xbox uh series x i almost said five xbox series x and s games but it does boost it up so if you do have xbox series x or s make sure to go into your settings turn on your fps boost uh if you're playing older titles that way you get the best out of your system uh last but not least let's go ahead and wrap up today's show with anime and manga of the month they're the same ones that we've been talking about bam right there in the corner we have uh tanari no Sekikun, the master of killing time uh, class is in session at a certain high school while the teacher isn't looking. A boy named Seki-kun is playing games by himself at his desk while a girl who sits next to him, uh, Yokiyo-sa, uh, observes. <laughs> I was like, I got lost for a second. Observes and interferes or participates. Each time Seki-kun's games uh, reach unimaginable levels. And this time the game is... This game, uh, this uh, series came out January 6, 2014 and ran through uh, May 26, 2014. Licensed by Sentai Films Work. Came from Shin Eye Animations. 21 episodes. You can watch it on Crunchyroll if you're a V. It's nice. It's fun. They're very short. You, it's, uh, I think you get multiple episodes. Kind of like you do with Heaven's Design Team and uh uh what was Oshishan and Marshmallow Coon and stuff like that so it's real nice it's real fun I definitely it's nice easy 21 episode watch something that keep it lighthearted and just fun uh this one though if uh we're talking manga of the month this is a tearjerker this one you know hit me in the heart this is Dr. Stone reboot by Akuya now this is a spinoff of uh the the infamous Dr. Stone and Dr. Stone. I remember watching it before I started reading it. And when I started reading it, I started loving it. Now what this does, it serves as a prequel to the series and it details the astronauts return to earth and uh, giving depth to the colonization that led up to the creation of Ishigami village, which that's the last name of both, um, Bayakuya and his son, uh, Seku. So, it was it's it's just a real eye opening manga. It's only nine chapters, but you go through 
the excitement of going to outer space that's been your only dream and and you know how to help others use their best ability and you're very intelligent but then when you get up there something happens and all you can think about is getting back down to your son and then when you get down there excuse me when you get down there you know that that's the last time that anybody will ever get to go to outer space and it also sets up at the very end of it what could be the potential to happen at the end of Dr. Stone. And there's so much within those nine chapters that grab at your heart, that tell you what the relationship is with Senku and his dad. Uh, and it's cool how he thinks and how he uses his mind and thinks through situations. And... You see it in you see it in the show. Uh, I know me and Buck talked about it. There's an episode that comes up, and he has left a CD, but he's left clues throughout the ages, and even as all these years pass, these uh, thirty seven hundred years pass or whatever, however long it is, he has left this for them, and he knows if Senku is alive, he believes in his son, he will be able to. Be, play this CD, and it is a song from uh, one of the greatest singers in the world that she went up into space with them. So it te- it's like things like that. He thinks well far ahead, but it's a tale about his love for his son. That is the manga of the month, Dr. Stone Reboot by Akuya. It's only nine volumes. Uh, Viz Media, $1.99 a month, gets you that manga and 10,000 chapters a day. So do it. It's easy. I just read I uh I tell C um uh Phantom Seer, Ghost Reaper Girl, Dragon Ball Super. Oh, I can't even talk about that cuz I that's how, that's a whole another segment. But thank you guys for joining me. This has been boop boop the bugle. I don't know about the boop boop, but it's a bugle. It's 30 minutes. This is a quick hit show. Thank you guys for joining me for the Bailey Bugle, uh, episode 252. That's all the news I got for you because Wanda's got to go somewhere else. We got comics coming up. The Dragon Ball Super's got to go somewhere else. Mandalorian's got to go somewhere else. There's a lot of things that got to go to their days. So just bear with me, folks. But thank you guys again for popping in. For episode 252 of the Bailey Bugle slash Elijah Bailey Show, I'm Elijah 5000. Make sure to follow, like, share all that shit on all the socials on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Elijah Bailey Show. Just chop off the W, just right above my head, chop off the W. Bam, and it's just SHO. You can also follow the official Facebook page and the Facebook page group patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show. That's where you get all the good shit, the extra shit, the uncensored shit. Then make sure to like rate, subscribe, all that good shit on Apple podcasts, Podbeam, Spotify, Pandora, uh, what iHeartRadio, Alexa. I mean, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. You can listen to the show wherever you want. You can add us to your playlist. You can put us in the rotation and just calm your mind as day goes on and listen to episodes. And you can also find episodes at blackandstudios.com or blackandstudios anywhere on all of the socials. Again, that's Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Elijah 5000. Thank you guys, and I'll catch your ass in the next broadcast. I'm out.